Welcome to Second Opinion, the reviews show here on The Nexus. I am your host, Ian R. Buck, and today I will be reviewing Gone Home. Find the show notes for this episode at thenexus.tv slash SO104. This review was originally published as an episode for the Fun and Games podcast. On Fun and Games, Jeff Moonen and Matt Storm chat about their love of games, the evolution of gaming as an artistic medium, as well as sometimes bringing on guests from within or even outside the industry to chat about gaming. Their main episodes come out fortnightly, but in between they publish side quests, which are short episodes where other podcasters talk about their favorite games. And that, of course, is what this was. So, on with the review. Gone Home is a game that really kind of crystallized, at the time that it came out anyway, it crystallized like the whole debate over what is a game, um, and it became kind of an emblem of the so-called walking simulator genre. Um, I mean, I, I teach game design classes at a high school, so like we could get into the academic definition of what a game is, but I'm really not interested in that debate at all. Um, it is interactive media, and that's all that I care about here. Uh, so it's a story-based game, and I, I've always really been more drawn to games with like strong stories versus games that have like a lot of multiplayer aspects to them or or even like I, I kind of emphasize stories over having like good gameplay really. Um and this game, not only is it is it story based and it has like a really, really well told story, but also it's a game that like respects my time, which as as an adult now, like I have come to value that aspect of a game as well. Um, it takes just over two hours to play through like the first time that you're playing it. So let's talk about the story in the game a little bit. It is set in 1995, and you are playing as Katie, who's a college-age kid who's been traveling in Europe for the last year. Um, and while you were gone, your uh, family moved to a new house. Uh, so you, the player, and also Katie, the in-game character, you know, have no experience with this house that you're exploring. Um, but so you arrive home and nobody's there and you're very confused about this. You don't know where everybody is, what's going on. And so your job in the game is to just walk around the house and pick up objects, pick up documents and clues and things and kind of try to figure out what's going on? What has your family been up to during this last year? What has happened in their lives? Um, and that's part of the reason I think that this game was set in 1995, because like, it's way more plausible it back in the 90s that there were like lots of physical artifacts and especially like written documents um, that would tell the story of these people's lives. Like if you were going to take this concept and try to, to do it nowadays, it would be like, well, I'll walk over to my dad's computer and then like if I know his password I'll get into his computer and then I can like browse a bunch of files and see, you know look at his emails and see what's been going on in his life. That's not very interesting. It's much more interesting to just like walk around in a house and see see everything in that way. The story that they're telling here is really really heartfelt. Um it's very queer. There's uh the the main subplot is about the uh younger sister who is has been like kind of 
discovering herself and you, you get to kind of explore that uh along with her as you're like um you know reading through a lot of the like the short stories that she used to write as a kid and then see how they change as she's like grown up and um she meets some new people at her new school and you know figuring out uh how she feels about them is is a huge huge part of of the story that they're telling in this game there's also a few other subplots that aren't quite as fleshed out as the younger sister's storyline. Um, and some of them actually are like red herrings, which is pretty fun. Um, there's like the, the game. Well, I don't want to get too much into it, but, you know, the game kind of plays with you a little bit on like on your expectations and everything, um, especially, you know, given like what what games typically do when they have you like exploring around in an unknown environment i will say that some of the like documents especially the ones that are supposed to be handwritten uh can be kind of hard to read i do wish that um that the developers had included like you know just some text version of those like handwritten documents that you could see like alongside the documents while you're looking at them um but that's you know i was able to read all of them after you know a little bit of of uh struggling one of the reasons that i love this game so much is because it is a really interesting example of like good level design i have found uh as i started to do a video game based podcast and then also now as an adult uh teaching game design classes at a high school that i i definitely have a much more like academic interest in games these days uh than than just a pure like well let's let's play this game because it's fun um so i love the level design in this game because like the house is organized in such a way that the player is guided down individual storylines pretty darn consistently pretty well um like you could skip over stuff and accidentally like you know discover bits of the stories in out of order or even like you know just like miss entire parts of the story um but they they so they give you like complete freedom in that sense but they have laid out the the rooms in this house uh in a very particular way that like kind of you know it 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 funnels you into finding all of this information in the order that you're supposed to um like i said earlier it it does take like two two and a half hours to finish the game the first time that you're going through it but like once you have seen everything once you know what you're doing um you could load up the game and complete the game in under a minute because the area that you have to get to in order to like finish the game is actually accessible right from the beginning you just have to know what you're doing and so it's it's that yeah like the the whole gating of knowledge that they're using um and and using the level design to kind of slowly build what you know within this world when i picked this game as the one that i wanted to talk about here on fun and games um i realized that yeah I've, i haven't really played it since the first time that i played it back in 2013 and so uh, i fired it up again and uh, and went back in and uh, and played it and i'm very excited to see that like they have achievements now so 
even though you might argue that like well there isn't really a whole lot of like choice or or skill involved or whatever in the game itself um the existence of these achievements uh you know does add a meta level of like challenge that you can um put yourself to uh after i i finished the game I had only gotten one out of ten of the achievements, so now I have a little bit of a task. Uh, I've got to go back and, and load it up and you know try to get a few more of those because uh, I try to I try to do a hundred percent completion in as many of the games as I can. Um, and a, you know a short game like this, I feel like I, maybe I I should be able to do it. I hope I can do it. Also, I'm very excited that they have a developer commentary now. Um, I oh, I'm such a sucker for developer commentary tracks in games. Um, I I first encountered them in like uh, the Portal games and Half Life. Um, and whenever whenever a game has one of those available, like oof, I just eat it right up. And I'm very much looking forward to checking that out. Also, I have some good news for Matt. Um, this game, even on PC, it does support controllers. Uh, I was playing it with my Steam controller because that's uh, that's my preferred controller. But um, yeah, it, I, it it should work with uh, just about any any controller that you can plug into a PC. And if you're a video game aficionado, which I assume you are since you're listening to this dorky podcast, um, you might notice some little references to other games uh, here in Gone Home. Um, in particular, the one that I noticed was uh, it's, it's a reference to um, System Shock, Bioshock, and uh, Deus Ex. Uh, those, those series all have um, a little something that, uh, that the developers of Gone Home put into this game. So keep your eyes peeled for that. So yeah, if this sounded interesting to you, I definitely highly recommend checking out Gone Home. It's a great game, great story, respects your time. So go off and enjoy that. Happy gaming! Thanks for listening to this episode of Second Opinion. I have been your host, Ian R. Buck. You can find me on Twitter as Ian R. Buck. This episode was originally created for the Fun and Games podcast, so be sure to search for Fun and Games in your favorite podcast player or go to certainpov.com to find their episodes. If you would like to discuss this episode with other listeners, they have a Discord server that you can join from their website as well. And until next time, have a good one. The Nexus, the Nexus, the Nexus TV podcasts from, from the, the technological, technological convergence. convergence.